Welcome back, literary slummers, to another Mockingjay Monday episode of Shuffle Wear. And what is love? Choreo, don't hurt me. No. Don't hurt me. No more. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, I'm Anna. And I'm Em. This week on Shuffle Wear, we are finally finishing our trek into Pan Am with the yes. third part of the book half the book second <laughs> part three second part the of our coverage mm-hmm. on uh the ballad of songbirds and snakes um by suzanne collins which is the prequel to the hunger games and the movie is just dropped just dropped this just dropped we're gonna go see it soon we're gonna go see it soon and it hasn't dropped from where we're standing but it will have dropped from where you guys are standing mm-hmm. in the timeline of our Damn. lives time travel is so weird so weird um so weird so, Anna, you had finished this all at once. Yes, and I don't remember <laughs> anything about it, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, what did you think of the way this book ends? I was so <laughs> I was so enthralled by the mm. ending of this book. I feel like this book truly if not it like it certainly enhances the first three Mm -hmm. right but for me i also felt like this completed the trilogy Mm. for me like this was a prequel that did the best job a prequel could do it gave more context to what was happening in the original trilogy it added these like vague connections that you could make um if you were big-brained enough to do so like they i just i feel like this book was so much better than i ever expected it to be (laughs) (laughs) I'm still so shocked by it. (laughs) What did you think of how it wrapped up? So I took a break between reading the first two parts and the third part. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that did a bit of a disservice to the book Mm. um, because I did like it overall. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very good. I agree with what you're saying. I think that it it works very well as an enhancement to the series. I felt like it, there was such a tonal shift between the third one and the first two that mm-hmm. um, to the point where I was kind of like the end of this book is uh, no longer like action uh, adventure. It really slows down. It's well, part, I think it's part. it turns into a horror novel at the end. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. It is which is very interesting, but not what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, oh, OK. Um I think it did really well at what it was setting out to do, which Mm -hmm. also kind of assuaged some of my fears going into it about this being a book that is meant to rehabilitate a villain. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely not. Um, And I think it did a good job of that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like this is like this. This guy is very fucked up. Um, Yeah, because we have this like subversion of like. The guy who who goes into service, into military service, and um, uh, he he could it, he could be the character, right? Like we have we have Sejanus, like he could have been a Sejanus where his like eyes were open to the atrocities of what was happening in the districts, and then he sided even further with them. Instead, like he was like, I could do this better, and he yeah. just like became a bigger asshole. Well, and it's interesting. I was talking to um, Hannah before recording because I didn't want to share all of my thoughts with you before mm-hmm. we did that again on the podcast. Um, and I feel like this, if I did not know this was President Snow, I think it would be like a huge twist at the end, right? Of like, oh, oh he yeah, becomes, to reveal. Yeah. Um, 
which because like all of the interiority that is working to paint him as a villain I feel like could very easily be read in another way like the two examples um, that I'm thinking of are the way that he starts saying like oh I don't have a choice I don't have a choice right and I think in Mm -hmm. any other book that would be setting up for the moment in which he does make a choice and maybe tragically dies heroically or whatever he does make choices and I think the the point is less that very true to his character yes and I think that like Mm -hmm. also this could have been like I don't have a choice and it's like oh isn't it tragic that you know Snow never really had a choice and like he did he had many choices he always had choices absolutely could have chosen I don't have a choice thing is bullshit um Mm -hmm. so there was that and then also like the way that he talks about Lucy Gray as being like oh she belongs to me like Mm -hmm. problematic but also like I don't think any more problematic than some other YA like love the way that typical alpha male love interest yeah I think that like there you know that is something that oh you know she belongs to me not to that guy like I I think you could read that and maybe again be setting up for like he needs to learn how to trust her or like he needs to learn xyz thing he needs to learn that women have rights that women have rights but like (laughs) um like because you know that it is President Snow it's kind of like sus from the beginning right absolutely um so I think that with that it did kind of become a bit of a slog through this part because it was just he sucks so much <laughs> like, yeah he's there's so a lot awful. of contemplation and just like everything Corio in this in this in this part is just like I refuse to make to make the best of any of these situations <laughs> It's it's very much the thing of like he already knows what he wants and what he wants to do, yeah. but he won't admit that, and so he's coming up with a million excuses as he's to why it is the only it, yeah. way that it can be when it's not. It's a thing that uh, is good for him and no one else. Like mm-hmm. it's very fucked up, and like yeah. it's hard. It was hard to be in that brain space. I felt like yeah. I I think this part read to me as if it was supposed to be a separate book. Yes. And whether this was supposed to be a duology or a trilogy, I don't really know. Uh, I I am glad she made the decision to put it all in one book, though. I agree. I think I think part three is is a little bit longer than it needs to be. But again, like if this was a two or three book series. Probably would have been more understandable i don't even think that it's longer than it needs to be because there's so much stuff that it has to get through to make any sort of coherent sense you know mm. that's um, true but it is just very like unpleasant like not yes not yeah you're sitting like it i think in the first part in the first two parts you can still hold out some hope even if you know what's going to happen you yeah like maybe Maybe he was misunderstood this whole time. Maybe he, maybe his long con is ending the Hunger Games, you know? Yeah. Uh, but this one, it's just like, nah, this guy is bad. Or like, even like in the first part, I think I talked about like, I for a little bit had the theory of like, oh, he's going to be a replacement, right? Like he's going to be replaced by some mutation that Gaul has created. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I got over that idea pretty quickly, but like, there was at least a little spark of like oh you know he's just a kid and i feel like with this one it was very like no he's fucked up like yeah he is a bad person and there are maybe reasons that he is like that but it is not an excuse for his thought patterns or his actions (laughs) did dr gall mold him in this manner maybe Maybe. but not in a way that uh he couldn't have 
deviated from that. And I think also it's a little bit of, again, which happens a lot with these books, I feel like form following function of Mm -hmm. in the first two, we have the Hunger Games as a distraction, right? There are like shiny, Mm -hmm. interesting things for us to look at with that and to be like, ooh, who's going to die next? Which is like fucked up. The first two parts or the The first two parts of the book? Catching Fire. No, the first two parts of this book. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like we've got these other things to focus on. Yes. So it mm-hmm. breaks up like the interiority and like how much of a shithead he is. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, like that is all stripped away, which is again like reinforcing this message about like the Hunger Games exist as a distraction, not to the districts, but to the capital, right? Like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are the capital reading this about snow. We are, you know, distracted by the Hunger Games. So we don't realize the atrocities, right? And then once the yes. Hunger Games get taken away, we're like, oh, no, this guy is, like, a very bad person. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They handed this man weapons. Like, eh. bad things happen. So very, very well-formed book, I think. And very, like, entertaining. And I mm-hmm. liked very it. Very intentional. Yes. But I did. Yeah. I was uncomfortable having to be in this dude's head for a lot of it. Absolutely. It's not a fun place to be. And I know we were both very worried, you know, be- beginning this uh, unit and this book specifically of like, what is this book going to what's the what's the messaging of this book going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is definitely not trying to humanize snow. It is more it's showing how trauma can affect people in different ways mm. and like we saw Katniss at you know while she she continued to make the brave and difficult choices that m- led history to view her as a hero and Snow at you know ref- because we've read the original Hunger Games first like we see the choices that he actively makes to make him re- eventually the villain so it's just like it's just like trauma man well and I think also it's <laughs> like um uh, my big takeaway I feel like from this book was you have this dichotomy presented right like songbirds and snakes and Mm -hmm. like there's some i think i even did a little bit of this in the first one like idea to put this as like the capital is snakes and the rest is songbirds right like and i think that a big thing that this book pushes against is um that idea that mankind or any one individual man is one thing or the other, but instead a sum of their experiences and Mm. like how kind of like you're saying about trauma and like, I, I don't think it's trying to excuse snow at any point. No, Mm -hmm. I do think that it is like, this is, this is in opposition to like snow's idea of all people are evil. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. That's not true, but it's also in opposition of, like, people are inherently good, which is, like, Lucy Gray's kind of stance, because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. also not true. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it really is, like, no, it is about the choices that you make and, and like, what you take from, like, how you react to these situations says whether you're evil or good and not, like, some inherent fact of, of you, right? Mm-hmm. And we're presented with this guy who is making all of the wrong choices and trying to rationalize it as some sort of like fact of life when yeah. we see there are many people around him who don't make those choices and things turn out poorly for them most of the time, but they still don't make those choices. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tragic. It's tragic. It's tragic. He was a bright young lad. He's a piece he of shit. A piece of shit dictator. <laughs> what What can you do? What can Eventually you do? Ends up killing kids. Um, actually, no. 
it was the it was it was District 13 that killed the kids. So well, I think everybody everybody that. got a hand Everyone on that ball. I feel like murdering children. I mean, he killed some kids. Points. They killed some kids. Dean yeah, Highbottom killed some even. kids. You know, there's just a lot mm-hmm. of kids killed. To be some killed. important younger sisters. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness! So let's get into um, the plot of it. Yeah, let's get into the plot of it. So last we left off. Corio was uh, found guilty of helping Lucy Gray cheat in the Hunger Games. So this is at a point before uh, the mentors really had a role of like trying to to help as much as possible. Um, and so when when he did all his little tricks to keep Lucy alive as long as she was, uh, he was approached by Dean Highbottom at the end of the games and presented with this choice of like either you can become a peacekeeper or um, you go to jail. I don't know. I don't remember what the other choice was. It wasn't going to be good. I think um, it was jail. Yeah, I don't know. It was because it was like you don't get to go to school either way. You don't get to go to big big boy school. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess jail. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or like we tell we like we publicize also I think was the big yeah, part of it that like was the problem you for him. avoid your public disgrace by just we'll come up with this excuse that you wanted to like go out and learn about the world and serve your country. University. Yeah. Which that yeah he could say face that way though his family when he goes to tell them are like devastated because they understand that this is like this is exile basically and he is leaving them with no um, help or in well he has income but it's you not know, that much. Not that much. He's he's sending half of his peacekeeper paychecks to them. But as we find out through the course of the books, like those peacekeeper paychecks never kick in until he's <laughs> until the end of the book. So um so yeah, and then and then he's Snow is like he goes home, he's all sad about it. Like people are congratulating him in person, but then like when he wakes up the next morning and as the days go on, he realizes like there is no coverage of these games on television, there's nothing in the newspapers, like the games the 10th annual hunger games were just a race from existence so that to him is very unsettling because he's like are they trying to erase me because of course everything is about him everything's about snow (laughs) so um he becomes he becomes a peacekeeper and he asks to be sent to district 12 because you know who's at district 12 his beloved lucy gray now here's (laughs) i don't know if i want to talk about this yet but i feel like i'm going to forget if i don't okay go for it um do we think Lucy Gray ever oh, loved Corio? Great question. Great question. I, <laughs> My answer, I feel, obviously, is no. I think never. I, I think <laughs> she I, was just playing the game. I think I come down on yes, based mm. on the like ending of this. I think that here's here's my my big brain theory on all of this. We are reading her as being slightly manipulative towards Snow because it is from Snow's point of view. I think that, like, Snow himself is such a manipulator that he sees that in other people. But I think, like, everything reads as so, like, such a possible betrayal to him that it feels like she's gonna betray him, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that the thing with the snake at the end kind of indicates that she did have real feelings for him. Mm. And we'll get to it when we get to that. But I just I just don't want to do Lucy Gray the disservice of thinking she so quickly and immediately fell in love with someone who 
was in the position that he was in. I think that... I really don't want to think that badly of Lucy Gray. I th- <laughs> so I, th- I refuse to believe she loved him ever. I think that, again, it's kind of this, like, deconstruction of the trope, right? Of, like, you are in a bad situation and there's this one guy who's nice to you and he's going to take care of you and, like you kind of imprint on him because he's the only like person who's even somewhat nice. Right. And I think probably at the beginning there was like some manipulation back and forth, like, you know, that she was like, I'll play into this cause he's going to keep me safe. Right. But I think mm-hmm. there were points throughout this part where it didn't really make sense for her to keep stringing him along to like, sh- he, she wasn't getting anything from him at some points in this story. I feel like, I feel like by, by the way everything breaks down I think that like there were a couple points where I'm like if she was being this master manipulator there would be no reason to do this right it's not a smart move on her part so I think that she fell for a narcissist which is something that a lot of people do Because he was pretending to be something he isn't, which is a gallant young gentleman who's going to save her and take away all of her problems. And I think that, like, that is rough, but I also think she is a teenager. And, like, Mm. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think it's a, a, I don't think that there is anything wrong with Lucy for having developed feelings for him if she did, because he's a fucking master manipulator. (laughs) Like, you know? I guess I get I think I don't know I think to me like Lucy was always very aware of the power dynamic here of the though though Snow's family was not as powerful as they once were like she isn't really to know that and he's his family his family has a um, long history like they're very well known family name and then when he shows up again in District 12 and she sees him he's now suddenly again in this position of power over her and he has like a weapon that he's now been trained to use and so it becomes this more dangerous like song and dance of like how can I balance keeping him happy with like everything else that's going on because I think I'm looking specifically at the scene that we'll we'll talk about a little bit more in depth later but like when he does like very quickly and effectively kill another man in this book to me I I did not like her her first reaction is to be like very like what like what the fuck she's in shock and then like the next time that they are together is seems to like completely um want to move on from that scene or not like not not want to dwell on it and is acting like overly affectionate I think uh, or that's just the way that I read it. So I, mm. I think this is a situation where she's like, she knows who holds the power and she has to play the long con here. And um, I don't know. She just She's just such an intelligent character that I I feel like she would take, like, I feel like he is thinking correctly. Like she would take advantage of him because that's how she knows how she's going to survive. See, but. and I think, I, I like I do, and I think also there is the thing here of this is all from more or less Snow's perspective because I, I do agree with some of what you're saying. Um, I, and I think that like maybe the Snow's perspective thing is also hampering me to some extent because Mm -hmm. like there are moments where he sees things like when she reacts to him showing up the first time and it's like instantly like she's excited, right? Mm. Where if you're reading that as like she is also playing the game, then it's 
like, oh, she she's really playing the game, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little too callous for her. But then I'm like, maybe I'm just taking maybe snow doesn't know yeah maybe i'm taking snow at face value here (laughs) but i do still think that um like there are just certain moments that it doesn't make sense for her to act the way she does if she doesn't have some sort of feeling for him i Mm. could see maybe like a little column a a little column b because i think that the thing with lucy is that she really does believe that people are inherently good like i Mm. so i don't think that she is prepared for snow to be as bad of a person as he is. So I could see like, maybe she's somewhat being like, yeah, I can get this guy to do whatever I want. And he, he's going to go along with this and whatever. Um, and that's great for me. And then she kind of realizes she's in over her head maybe by the end of it. Mm-hmm. But I think like by the very end of it, cause I, I really think that there's like, and I feel like we got to put a pin in this and come back to it after we talk about the whole plot. Because there are just like a couple points where I'm like, I don't know why she would have done that if she was not interested in him romantically, you know? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't buy it. <laughs> um, but so, so yeah. So we have um, a lot here at the beginning of part three is... Snow just being real fucking sad that his that his station in life has fallen so far. He's now a peacekeeper, District 12. He's, like, not allowed off of the peacekeeper base uh, he, until he, like, goes through, you know, orientation or whatever. So he's, like, doing training and drills. And there's some other guys uh, there. But Snow's very much like, oh, they're, they're lower class than me. They're all idiots and dumb. And this one is old, so, like, fuck him, I guess. And then who shows up to further brighten Snow's day but Sejanus Plinth, who, upon hearing that um, Snow went off to join the Peacekeepers, was like, what a great fucking idea, uh, because I, I I sure have made a mess of things that my dad cannot clean up for me back in the capital with with money. So let me also just take this offer of joining the Peacekeepers uh, but on, on his way out, he's like, hey, yeah, I, I will get out of your hair capital and, and school. I Allow me to graduate, but also you've got to let Corio graduate too because that's not fair. That's not fair that I get to graduate because my dad has a lot of money. And they're like, fine, he was a good student, I guess. So they give him a diploma. Also, and like they like were he's, probably already going to do it based on the, the end of this book. Based on the end yeah, of this yeah, book, yeah. 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 This, was, this was all <laughs> just a test. Um, yeah, and that's... A, <laughs> that's like my one thing with this book it was was like and it was all a dream sort of you know I feel like like, I also feel like because I think I said this about no we'll talk about when we get there sorry yeah yeah there's just a lot there's There's a a lot lot of the implications of this book are a lot so he gets his his degree which is very important because now he can apply to be an officer in the peacekeepers if he so desires and so this kind of starts this like seed of thought in Corio's mind of like well maybe I can make a run of this like maybe I could become a very well-known peacekeeper and make my way back to the capital through the military a hope is not lost yet and that despite hating Sejanus's guts and Sejanus thinking that Corio is like a brother to him Sejanus has delivered Corio some sort of salvation in the form of a diploma and then continues continues to do so right because he's the reason so they are they find out lucy gray is going to be performing at Mm -hmm. a at a party at the hob 
uh, or a performance at the Hob, and uh, they're like, oh, we got to go, we got to go. And they're like, oh, we don't have money for tickets or, like, food or anything. And, Mm -hmm. oh, wouldn't you know it, Sejanus's mom sends him so much treats, they can use that to bargain their way into places and to do things and to get things that they want. And so, Mm -hmm. again, we have this, like, food thing of Sejanus providing the way for Coriolanus (sighs) to to get to get everything that he wants um and Coraline is being posthumously absolutely spoilers ahead. yeah posthumously <laughs> Coraline is being absolutely unconcerned with like absolutely the f- like, the debt that he owes this boy like because he is in his mind he's like no Sejanus is it. paying me back because yeah. I got expelled because of this piece of shit it's like no you didn't you got expelled because <laughs> you of your dick yourself oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, this made me the most furious is the Sejanus situation. This whole Sejanus situation. And I I do like from a storytelling perspective, like purely from like Suzanne Collins had to make a point. I enjoy what she did with Sejanus and Corio, but like it fucking sucks to read about, dude. (laughs) Absolutely stomach wrenching. Like, absolutely. The way this plays out. No remorse. No remorse. god damn. terrible i'm so it's it's, it's really bad. like if if you <laughs> get to that part of, if you read this whole part of this book and you're like no yeah i i can totally see where choreo is coming from and then the sejanus the 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 climax of his plot line and and you still think choreo is good you will not anymore <laughs> or you will and then you maybe need to talk and to then a, you're a president now maybe you need to go talk to a counselor about that maybe you should look inside yourself you might have see. some some stuff you need to work out there yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes before but before they can go to to the big the, the big, big performance the recital at the yeah. hob there's this execution um i like that how takes neither place. of us could come up with the term concert <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> nah man this is a little this is her little piano recital um so they're hanging some people who are like leftover rebels i think or trying to like they're hanging one one person, yes, who is Arlo, who mm. is who killed three people accidentally. Yeah, I mean perhaps. he's not, you know. They uh, strung up to a some man. People, they that claim is a justifiable death. They strung up a man. They claim he murdered three. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hanging tree. Those. Yeah, of you. They, this takes place at the hanging tree. Yes. and wouldn't you know it? And when you, know, you it, know it, he calls Lucy out. Gray for writes his a song. True love to the- flee. <laughs> Lucy Gray writes a song called "The Hanging Tree." Uh, which is wild because she wrote it for another man and Corio doesn't like that. She wrote it for another man, Corio thinks. I think if that we are to assume that Lucy does think Corio is a shithead the whole time, mm-hmm. then she wrote it for him because it's like mm-hmm. the man that she's talking about is a shithead, right? Like, he's not a good guy. Yeah, and I feel like he's like, oh, of course this is about the bad ex-boyfriend and it's like, I don't know, this feels like some of it could be about you, dude. Like, the the them hanging together stuff and whatever like i feel like that's more choreo coded than than uh uh what's his face you know i don't know could mm-hmm. be wrong i feel like that's actually points to her being savvy to everything the whole time and that it's she wrote it about him as like a we're gonna go down together because there's no other way out of this sort of situation <laughs> Oh, I um which this this kind of leads me to another uh uh thought tangent um, who, uh, who, who's Katniss's grandma? Uh, Maud. Maud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, my eyes were not open to that. That was also, uh, suggested to me 
uh, by Hannah when I was talking about this with her. Um, but mm-hmm. once she said it, I could not unsee it. Yes, that is that's the conclusion uh, that we'd come to too because we were we were si- simultaneously listening to the audiobook, and I was like, Act Three makes some very tragic connections mm-hmm. if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that um, Lucy Gray, you know, she comes from the Covey, um, who are this nomadic people who are very into um, song and music and color and and just you know that it could could make some like real world connections to the Roma people if you were so inclined. But the um, she has a cousin named Maud something. Maud. Maud. It's another it's a, color. Azure? Like. No, that's Barbazor. No. Bar- well, maybe Azor. Maud is the second part. Maud Ivory? Maud Ivory, yeah. Because it's like the ivory piano keys or whatever. Yes, she has a cousin named Maud Ivory who uh, has been said in the first two parts that once Maud hears a song, she remembers it. Like she has an eidetic memory for music, apparently. Just like Kevin's. And um, Lucy Gray has writ- has finally completed the song and I think only like plays it she once for everybody. She only performs it once, yeah. And then she's yes. told never to play it again. Yes. And then she did. Uh, but you know who heard it was Maud Ivory. And you know how she always remembers a song. And you know and that, that we song, know that Katniss learned that song from her father. From her dad. And also like. And then the song was banned. And the song was banned. And also like she um, says about a lot of the songs that she knows that like they are like handed down. That they're like old songs. Old District 12 songs. Yes. But we learn at the end of this book that music has music in general, the performances are outlawed at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So like it couldn't be that, Oh, other people just heard it from the Covey, right? It had to have been handed down to her dad from, from one family of the Covey. To family. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, uh, damn, damn snow. You sure can hold a grudge for 65 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I and, and again, this this raises. I'm sorry. In the way in the way that this enhances the original trilogy, I know I had like said in in one of the first episodes we did on the Hunger Games, like there is a theory that Prim's name was always the only name in the jar for District 12's mm-hmm. female tribute, uh, and the just like <laughs> the fact that Snow is watching this family, you know, to, it makes to, a lot more sense hint, to have that be. Yes, that that definitely does make a lot more sense because he do, he keeps such close watch on these these to him and should be insignificant people in District Twelve. Mm-hmm. Like it just it all makes sense now. I also that Katniss is related to Lucy Gray. I also and I don't want this to get too like oh everyone you know oh the, the seeds everybody's related da 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 whatever. But mm-hmm. like I think I'm not sure, but it just it stuck out to me really hardcore. When they describe Lil, who is the beloved of Arlo, who is hanged at the hanging tree, and she cries uh-huh. out, and then he says to flee, um, she is the only one in the whole book ever that is described as olive-skinned and dark-haired, which mm. is the exact description of Gale and Katniss. So I feel uh. like there might be a familial connection there to either of those two families, either yeah. like the Everdeens or the Hawthorns. Um, mm-hmm. but couldn't say for sure couldn't yeah i don't know if we get like lil's i'm gonna go to her wiki page real no, quick we, we don't get now. like her last name or anything like yeah. that and she does die by the, so she unless true. she had a kid outside of that like before this happened which she could have because we don't know how old she is um but also it could just be like a cousin or something i don't know it just stuck out to me a lot that it was like that specific 
phrasing and it was the yes. only time like I searched the term olive and literally the only mm-hmm. time it comes up in this book is describing Lil and describing Gail and therefore Katniss in the first mm-hmm. part of the Hunger Games preview that is in this book. Yeah. Though they they do say they have like the look of the seam, I mm-hmm. guess, when like that like I don't know if just like people who live in the seam are have these like physical descriptions. I don't know. I don't know. Uh but also it would make sense that Gail and Katniss look so much alike if they do have common ancestry. Right. Or so. not even, I'm not necessarily saying that they are both related. I'm just saying I feel like that is an ancestor of at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. They, yeah. So they, they attend this hanging and the, the Arlo's last words as he's being hung are to tell, are saying, run, Lil, run. And all of the Jabber Jays. Uh, and mocking jays in the area pick up that phrase and just start repeating it repeating it repeating it repeating it and Corey, it like it pisses him off he does not like this he does not like these birds and um they he he's like we should tr- better train the the soldiers by making them just fucking shoot these birds because he just hates them so much and and they do kind of like take him up on that offer a little bit um they're like yeah that's a good idea um but like Man, man, do these birds piss him off. And it's like, I get that Coriolanus only cares about symbolism when it's something that, like, increases his own self-worth. Of course. But the way that he just completely, you know, flies by the symbolism of him being in love with a girl who is constantly compared to songbirds and sings and repeats songs and uh, her whole family's, uh, like covey which sounds like dovey and baird which is literally bird except for that there's an a there's an a in there there. (laughs) like it's it's wild that he doesn't see like (laughs) the metaphor yeah he's not following the thought all the way through he's like my life's not written by an author it's fine (laughs) no (laughs) symbolism who no um so then they go to uh they go to the concert we'll call it what it is they go to the concert after this and um, there, Corio is about to, like, go and talk to Lucy and um, be reunited with her. But then this man named Billy Tope walks up. And Billy Tope is a uh, a former former partner of Lucy Gray's. Like, I don't know, like, if they're long term. I don't I didn't I don't recollect from the book, like, how deep their relationship went. But Lucy Gray did love this man. And he was eventually proven to be. uh not not a very supportive partner and then ends up like cheating on her with the mayor's daughter can i say something Um, terrible here yeah this is uh uh, billy tope is her gail and choreo is her pita no unfortunately yeah oh i mean like because it's like upper class person who who brings her food and then yeah like same class she grew up with because i think that's the thing is that they grew up together because they were both trapped in like all of the covey were trapped in district 12 since she was like a young girl so she would have known this kid her whole life basically um and then yeah he has a thing with the mayor's daughter just like yeah 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 so it's it's a dark mirror (laughs) it is this is like a twisted like oh lucy gray is katniss if katniss wasn't so jaded already by life yeah she's got a little a little younger kid she cares about yeah, yeah. She sings. That we all are like, wow, she's real sweet. Hope nothing bad <laughs> happens to her. Precocious yeah. little thing. Wild. 
wild. wild to think about. Wild and gross because they both end up being Gail. I mean, they both end up being terrible, but I think uh, uh, Coriolanus is terrible in a way that I still feel like his terribleness. Like, I, I think you could have written PETA into a Coriolanus situation where, like, yeah, he gets real well, he, he's self-centered. always said he doesn't want the capital to change him yeah and you know what the capital did to, well actually you know the districts did just know they changed they him. changed him yeah damn so i feel like i feel like it's it's if Peta was a complete monster would do well in the capital yeah he knows how to gross. talk people into his way of thinking gross i know right <sighs> god i love Peta. I'm sad now. Yeah. I don't want to do this episode anymore. The end. <laughs> uh, so everyone gets into a big fist fight. Like the peacekeepers start fighting the people in the hob, and and the mayor's daughter shows up, and so then they all kind of get. They're like, "Oh shit! Now we gotta, we gotta like, uh, uh, be more disciplined here in the peacekeepers." So no one is allowed to leave peacekeeper base alone. Like they always have to go out in pairs. And Corio really wants to go see Lucy Gray. He said he, but he can't leave. So, but you know who else is there who like sees him as a brother and would do anything for his best friend Corio is Sejanus. Sejanus is like, of course I'll come with you to go see Lucy Gray, dude. We'll we'll fucking lie about what we're doing. I don't give a shit. Like, let's go, let's go. I have your back always. And Corio's just like, Ugh, fine. <laughs> like he's so rude. So, and this this is funny to me. So this this is taking place over the summer months. Mm-hmm. And Corio has nothing, like no, no money to his name, no, no anything. Like he came with his mother's compact and a fucking scarf, and that was like all he took with him to become a peacekeeper. Uh, so he has nothing to like. He he wants to give her a gift. He wants to give Lucy Gray this gift of like, hello, we're reunited, and maybe now we're free to be together. Situation. And the only thing he can think to bring is like a fucking plastic bag full of ice that he's carrying for miles in the summer in Appalachia. Bro, you just you just gave her a wet plastic bag. <laughs> what are you doing, Snow? <laughs> but she he hands it to her and she's like, "Wow, thank you. This is the best gift I've ever received." Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would I would like some ice if I was hot. I would too, but it's water at this point. It's probably not all that cold. There's a little bit of ice. It says that she pops a cube into her mouth and his mouth. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I'm just imagining him with like a brown like Kroger bag. It's just like there's a little hole in it. Stuff's dripping out. You can see his exact path he took through the district to get to her. Okay, it clearly um, wasn't a brown Kroger bag. It was clearly like uh, one of those uh, bags that they put goldfish in at a carnival. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God uh so he 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 they, he reunites with lucy gray and they have this moment where she's like here's what happened after you got arrested and he's like well here's what, how come the snakes loved you and uh then they they have some kisses and she's like also um dean highbottom gave me some money as like an apology or something i don't know man i don't get it and snow's like that evil man what is he plotting and i'm like bro he just never liked just, the hunger games he just feels bad he feels he bad feels my man. guilt <laughs> he started Something the hunger games not and accidentally killed 230 children like i don't know <laughs> that's why he's on the morphling <laughs> uh. 
So then she's like, okay, well, come back to my home with me. I'll introduce you to my whole family. But who's there but Billy Tope? And Sejanus is there. And the two of them are fucking plotting. And Corio is like, we're, bitch, we're not doing this again. I thought I told you. We're not doing a rebellion. You have to stop. Sejanus, can't, I can't cover for you anymore. Now that you're a peacekeeper, this is serious business, my man. You will die if you continue down this path. And Sejanus is like, okay, you're right. But only for like five minutes. <laughs> it goes right back to plotting. Um, so basically, like if I remember correctly, so Janice is like, what he is doing is giving Billy Tope and the other people in still in support of the rebellion. He's giving them a map to the inside of the base because there are some people held captive in there, namely Lil, mm-hmm. I think. It's just Lil, I think. Just Lil. They yeah. really love Lil. Well, because it's Lil not Hoffman, even like a probably. whole... We find out it's not even a whole group that's plotting this. It's Lil's brother, and that's it. Oh, It's Lil's right. brother and Billy Tope. They both want to go north. They want to... They just want to get out. They, they want to leave. They don't want to do They want to find District 13, because they know it exists. Yeah. They just want to... I wanna, think the radioactive fallout would not be worth it yet at that point, eh, but IDK. Maybe. Who can say? IDK. Maybe they get mutant powers and yeah. can destroy the capital with them. Or, you I don't know, know. They just did really fast cleanup because it's the future <laughs> times and they can just, do that. You know, I had to know. hoover over all of that radiation. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, Sejanus is trying to help this family be reunited and Corio is pissed. Uh, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know how to, what to do to get through to Sejanus that what he's doing is stupid and will get both of us killed. Like, I truly don't think he would have minded if it was just Sejanus's life on the line. I think he would have been like, okay. Oh, yeah. No, for sure not. But the fact that, like, Snow is a known conspirator of his mm-hmm. in, in the district's eyes and the capital's eyes, he's like, my guy, you have got to stop putting my name on the line with yours. Well, and I think, like, even just the fact that he knows about it is also the, like, I think if everything had played out and snow didn't hear about Sejanus, like didn't oversee the map or whatever. And then Sejanus, you know, went or got caught or whatever. I don't think snow would be as ticked off as the fact that Mm -hmm. like he now is a conspirator basically because he knows it. Right. So like Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the eyes of the Capitol, which again is getting to how shitty the fucking Capitol is that like even him knowing it would be treason, right. Without reporting it. So like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he, he's, He's not wrong necessarily that like this is dangerous for him and uh but the the conclusions he comes to are incorrect. <laughs> that like yes. the that because it is dangerous for him that means that no one should partake in it. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> Snow is like other people, I don't know them. Fuck it, them. <laughs> it matters what happens to me, not them. Yeah. Why would I care about these dirty district folk? They're the reason I'm here. Even you, Sejanus, you count as district. Even you, you're a district two boy. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, so, um, then, so, okay, so he does that. And, and then there's a scene later, this is kind of disjointed, but there is this scene later where he goes like creeping through Sejanus's stuff. And he finds in the back of this picture frame where Sejanus has displayed his diploma. Because Snow is like, that's weird. Like, I just don't feel like this boy would put his diploma in a frame that's real nice like this and then put that in a locker. So he, like, opens the back of the frame and there's a fuck ton of money in there. And I'm like, how did he fit all that in there? Because picture frames are flat. Hmm. How did he fit tens of thousands of dollars in there? If you lay it out. 
No. <laughs> and the big bills. They'd have to be bigger than, they'd have to be like $1,000 bills. Yeah. Or $10,000 bills. Yeah. It's one And he just $10, had five $10,000 bill. $10, bills. <laughs> I think you could probably fit. Okay. So, okay, I'm about to go get a picture frame, but I know that's excessive. Uh, it's I not. Think, it, like, I, I just. I think you could fit, because you got, like, the mat and whatever in there, and, like, you know, I feel like you could fit, like, a few stacks of, like, five, you know? And then if you, like, laid them next to each other. So they're, like, $5,000 bills mm-hmm. in a stack. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we do have to assume that they have larger amounts yes. of of money because I on like okay I, I no one that's listening to the podcast can see this but a, a, even a brand new freshly printed yeah, stack of hundred dollar bills in a two thousand strap is this big mm-hmm. so like to have the amount of money that he says to Janice has that's <laughs> he'd need a shadow box like maybe it was maybe it was a maybe shadow it box. was a shadow box and 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 the. <laughs> It was a shadow box, and and Snow was like, "Why does his diploma look lumpy and lopsided? Oh, there's money behind there's it." Also, I think it even says like there is a little bit of green peeking out from like a corner or something. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it could have been. It could. It must have been sloppy. However, he got it in there. Yeah, <laughs> he, he wasn't. I mean, he didn't think his best friend brother Snow would betray him no. this way. And then Snow's like, I'm going to test this bitch. And he goes up and he's like, Sejanus, dude, I wish we had money. And Sejanus is like, I know, man, I'm fucking broke. And Snow's like, you liar. You would hide money from me, your brother. <laughs> I hide many things from you, but you that's dare different because I'm me. me and I can't think outside of myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we, we also have this whole thing here where um, one snow does like start up or he tries to start up a correspondence with Dr. Gall again, thinking like maybe like Dr. Gall showed some interest signs and interest in me, like mentoring me and acted in that capacity. I'm just going to like write to her as, as like I'm continuing on the lessons that she was teaching me because before he was like, he technically did have an assignment during the hunger games that was like, talk to me about what you think is control or something like that. And, um, so he like wrote her a letter that was basically the assignment control, something else and contract. Yes. What was the, I like them all. What was the second one? Control Uh, corruption. That wasn't it. No. Okay. Coriolanus. Coriolanus, that's me. <laughs> Control of the capital and districts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he wrote, and then she like never responded. But then shortly after, uh, a representative from 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 the Citadel, which is like the science part of where Doctor Gall worked. Uh, comes and she's like i want to do a project with the birds so we have to instead of killing all the birds we're just gonna we're collect gonna them get them we're gonna yeah. get them and, in little boxes and they do this forever and 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 Corio's very bad at it and he's like i just i fucking hate these birds the jabber let's jays. just kill them they only get yeah. the jabber jays they can't because the mocking jays are too smart because mocking jays are smart yeah but they but do Corio eventually get some mocking jays. Hates the mocking jays because they are With a, a corruption of nature and order and the capital, and that is a bad. capital thing mixing with a district thing. Disgusting. Gross. Who Disgusting. could ever do that? Again, buddy, you're not reading you... the metaphors of your own life here. <laughs> to take off your blinders and look at the world around you. <laughs> oh my god. 
Um, let's see. There's more performances. There's more like just complaining and contemplating. Uh, there's like a really pointed scene where like they. <laughs> Coria wants to go see Lucy Gray, but she's at the lake. So he has to walk like three extra hours from the like the two or four hours he has already walked throughout the district to get to her house. He then has to walk an additional. They're like, it's not that far away. It's only a three hour walk. At that point, I'd be like, no, I'll see you when you get back. Enjoy your fucking lake. <laughs> but he loves her. But he loves her. So he goes with his stupid bag of ice. That's definitely just water. <laughs> and- you know what else is water? The lake. The lake has cold water. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then she's like, she sings that Deep in the Meadow song that uh, that Katniss sings to Rue. Anyway, uh, while there, Lucy's like, look at all this Katniss around. I love Katniss. It's so yummy and beautiful. And Katniss, I think, Katniss. I think at some point, Maud Ivory is also, is Maud Ivory also there for the Katniss thing? Probably. I think so, because I think she rides piggyback Yeah, because they all walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And I think, like, Maud Ivory is even like, some people call it this, but Lucy Gray prefers this name for it, you know? It's Katniss. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the point I texted you and said, if Lucy Gray turns out to be Katniss's grandmother, I'm going to be mm. furious. Yes, but it wasn't Lucy Gray. I don't probably. think so. I don't think so. I think so. it's Maude Ivory for sure I because the Maude end Ivory. of this book. Yeah. All right. So then um, let's see. Then what happens? I think I think Corio does eventually, like at this point, doesn't he confront Sejanus and he's like, Sejanus, tell me your plans. Because they have the Jabberjays at this point. Mm-hmm. And the person in charge of the Jabberjay project has showed Corio how they work. They're like, you push this remote and the birds go into record mode. And then you push it again and they go into neutral mode. But you can play back anything they heard during record mode, right? So Corio is like, I, 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 I don't want to be, I don't want to be complicit in what Sejanus is plotting with Billy Tope because I fucking hate Billy Tope because he used to kiss my girl. I hate that guy. Billy Tope is in on this. Is this is this before or after the murder? Before, definitely. Okay, this is before definitely the murder. Before. Okay. Okay. So they've got all the Jabber Jays and um He's like, hey, so Janice, like, we need to have a talk. What the fuck are you actually doing? What are you doing with Billy Tope? What are you doing with the districts? Where do your loyalties lie? And so Janice, like, blurts this whole plan. He's like, well, I'm going to help some of these people in the district rescue that girl from jail. And then we're all leaving. We're all leaving the capital for good. We're just going to set off and go north to where everyone thinks District 13 is. And with forethought and intention about doing it, Snow recorded it he records on a job once day. he's done talking so he's not in the recording yeah and then, yes once and then after and he then stopped stops. recording after sejanus has said his he's like and i sejanus plinth yes do and he's like Boop, that's do enough. agree with everything that Got has it. been stated here like damn okay <laughs> he stopped recording and then he's like Oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with this recording. I shouldn't have done it. I, I should I hit didn't. record, record real quick I, to, to blank the bird. I don't even know. Like, it just came over me. I don't know why yeah. I did that. Gosh, if I sent it to the the Capitol, surely no one would hear it anyway. I can't. They have no reason to listen to the bird recordings. They have no reason to listen to the bird recordings for the bird recordings that they're studying. That simply 
wouldn't happen, certainly. Oops, I dropped the remote and I can't go get it. They've sent the birds away now. There's nothing I can do. Gosh, I wish that didn't happen that way. And it's like, bro, bro, yeah. you fucking, from the beginning, my guy, your intent was always to fuck this guy over. My guy, <laughs> why are we, why are we doing this now? You just... <laughs> Just quit, you, quit pretending to yourself. Little you knew piece exactly of shit. what you were doing. You were going to turn in Sejanus Plinth and hope that got you back into Gaul's good graces. Like you specifically had this conversation in the birdhouse where Sejanus doesn't need to come or be. You told yeah. him to come here to the birdhouse. You lured him to where you the Jabberjays were. to the birdhouse and then hit record on the bird that does the recording. <laughs> he hit the record button on the back of the bird's head. <laughs> and then waited until he and said so his tell name. tell me all of your fucking secrets. We're brothers. You can trust me. Like he does. He pulls that card. He's like, if you can't tell me, then bro, like what? Are we even friends? It is heinous. <laughs> It's disgusting. Uh, and then and then afterwards, Corey was like, man, I do feel bad about that. What if something bad happens to Janice? Oops. Oh, well. Oops. Oopsie. I'll just, I'll just keep an eye on I'll him. I'll keep an and eye talk on him. Sen- Quote, unquote, uh, talk some sense into him. Like, it's too, it's too it. late. You You've already, already sent off you the treason. You know you did the thing. You know you did you, the thing. It's too late. And then, like, he's <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, like, I'll make sure that his dad knows. Like, bitch. Fucking write to his dad now. Write to his dad now. Before, like, yes. He's like, I'm going to write a letter one of these days to to Mr. Plinth. And then and then he'll talk some sense into decision. No. No. It, especially <laughs> after you sent the recording off, be like, Mr. Plinth, I did a whoopsie and Sejanus might die because of it. You need to get ahead of this. Like, yes, if absolutely. it was really you have to take a mistake, responsibility. If it was really a mistake that you didn't mean to do, bitch, please. You mm-hmm. meant to do every second of that so after this incident they go to another recital at the hub and um he sees sejanus get up and sneak away with billy tope and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna go get him now i'm gonna go after them and see what's going on and get sejanus out of there uh he um he he goes in this meeting and already tensions are high like a gun is pointed at him and he's like what are you doing here so janice is like oh he's with me he's my brother i love him my best friend i would trust him with anything and they're like okay cool you can come in lucy gray is there um she like shows up after the fact i think oh i thought she was i thought she was there and she was like we're all going north together No, because she like she's like um she says something about how that she was following snow or like she escorts him there or something because she's like oh yeah i agreed to as a favor to barb because they're seeing each other mm. yeah it's um lucy gray shows up and says hey saw you slip out barbazur said if you then she tensed aware of the gunman so yeah she follows him into the situation she's not already mm-hmm. there yeah which is one of the things that i'm like why would she have followed him if she didn't you know because she knew what they were doing in that back room and didn't want snow to know i don't think she did because she told him she's like i'm going north with billy come with us as you know like a thing like "Mm." she knew she knew what they were doing i i i don't i don't think she she knew as much as Mm. you think she knew i do think she knew i do think she knew um and then and then the mayor's daughter walks in, which is a whole whole other shitload of stuff because she she believes herself to be in love with Billy Tope or something. They're having sex, whatever. 
And Billy's like, hey, you need to go home. I'll explain things to you. But then these other rebel people are like, that's the mayor's daughter. Like, she's going to fucking blab. And so then she's like, ah, I have to leave now. And she goes to run. And, and one of the rebels is like, I'm going to shoot her. And Billy Tope's like, no, I love her. And he like knocks the weapon to the ground. And Snow is like, fuck this. And he kills the mayor's daughter. <laughs> and he- Doesn't even think. Literally, it's like he says it's like reflexive. And I'm like, bro. No. That's but, fucked up. That that's a reflex What, you, you got. saw a woman flee and so you shot her? That's what was reflexive? Is you and a woman running away from you? He says it's reflexive, but like a few lines before that, he's like has the thought of like, if we she leaves, we can't have, if yeah. she leaves, we're all fucked. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Like, it's he's not like trying to. He's like telling this story to us and trying to justify. No, he knows. He knows. He knows. And then Billy's like, I'm mad at you for that. Um, and and also, if you try and, like, put me up on charges, Lucy Gray's going to die, too, because she said she was going with me. And uh, then Billy gets shot by somebody. By, and uh, Snow's like, Lucy Gray, you have to get back on stage. That's your only alibi. By Lil's brother. It's because he's the other guy that's there. It's Lil's okay. brother, um, whose name I can't remember right now, but he does have a name in the book. It's, like, something like Squab or uh, Probably not Squab. Wrench. <laughs> Or maybe I don't know. wrench. I believe wrench, but definitely not squab. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I not fully not important, really. But he's like, basic people are dying. People rebels are turning on each other. Peacekeepers are now in the mix. Lucy Gray sees sees Snow just point blank shoot the mayor's daughter because of of the fear of something bad happening to his name. And then leaves before she sees Billy die, but obviously finds out about it later. Um, I, I don't she know did if see anyone... Billy die. Oh, I thought he. I thought she went back on stage and then he died. I, I don't know. I don't know. Immediate. The... Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me. Because I'm already at that part of the book. Spruce is the name, also. So I was actually close to Squab. Squab just doesn't feel good. <laughs> it feel I think good to say I we're here. Think it's because it's very close to a kind of uh, not great word for like indigenous. Yes, uh, women. <laughs> that's exactly um, what just doesn't feel great. But it is, it is a, a meat. It's just a type of meat, I believe. Okay. Um, it's like a type of, of bird similar to pigeon. Um, Coriolanus says, go back, get on stage. That's your alibi. Go. Billy says, oh, no, if I swing, she's swinging with me. Without hesitating, Spruce shot Billy Tope through the chest. And okay, then so she Lucy did see Gray Billy leaves. die. Yes. Yes. And... You know, presuming that Lucy was actually going to leave with Billy, sucks for her. Sucks for her to see that. I mean, I don't. Um, I I would say whether or not she's in love with Snow, I certainly don't think she's in love with Billy. I, no, but she. I think she's going to use him as a way out. Yeah, I think that she probably would have been down to go with Billy as a way out, but for sure, for sure. And then she just has Snow fill in the place that Billy was going to take, but that doesn't go well either, <laughs> as we will see. Hmm. Um, so everyone's dying. Terrible situation. Somehow Snow and, and Sejanus get back to base. Uh, and Snow's like, whew, well, nothing can tie me to that crime. (laughs) But then the next day, (laughs) the next day, Sejanus is arrested and executed. What's his face is arrested. Spruce is arrested first. Yes. And And they're like, Sejanus is arrested and executed for treason and when he hangs his last words are ma 
and the Jabber Jays and Mocking Jays just repeat, Ma, Ma, Ma. And Snow is just like, I fucking hate that. I thought we got rid of those birds. <laughs> so he feels he feels some certain way because, you know, it's not guilt really over Sejanus's death. It's more like they've been arrested. They're going to find the weapons I use to shoot people with. My DNA's on that rifle. It's going to come back to me and I'm going to fucking die. He's, he's paranoid about this. He gets, he gets called into his commander's office and this commander's like, boy, we have to have a discussion. And Snow's like, oh my God, about what? He's like, you've become, you've been, uh, elected to go to officer school or something. You've also, it's my birthday. Boy, it's Happy my birthday, birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the youngest officer ever to be officered. Good job, son. Oof. And that, that, that right there. Yeah. Really fucked everything. It really did. The youngest because officer Lucy, part specifically really the fucked everything. The birthday party. He's like, damn, I didn't get you a president, Commander. <laughs> that was I didn't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so so at his birthday party, Lucy Gray is, of course, performing because she's the only one that knows how to do anything in this in this place by way of entertainment. And uh, she's like, hey, we got to make a run for it. We got to leave at dawn the next day. And Snow was like, yeah, we do have to because really tragic. My whole life on track to be the youngest ever officer in this super elite program that they've designed for me. Uh, I'm going to go off to District 2. But the second they find those weapons with my DNA on them, I will die. So I am going to run with you. We are going to meet at the hanging tree because that's the song she gets she up sings. and sings. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, and he's like, oh, he's, yes, he's literally sitting tree. there going, where will we meet? Should we meet at the meadow? I don't know if that's where she wants us to or meet. The and lake? Then, or the lake or her house. And then probably not. Oh, also Lucy Gray currently is terrified for her life. According to her, again, we don't really know for sure how much of anything is true in this book, but Lucy Gray is scared for her life because the mayor thinks that she had something to do with his daughter's death and has been harassing her basically. And yes, the mayor's around, following her around, around uh, her house and stuff. Because Lucy Gray doesn't really get into it, but basically, like, so Lucy Gray and Billy Tope were together, and then Billy Tope did some bad things to Lucy Gray and then ended up with the mayor's daughter. Billy Tope got with the mayor's he, daughter because Lucy Gray told him to because they were basically running a con on the mayor's daughter. Of, oh, okay. Of okay. Like, I couldn't write it. Like, a, I'm going to teach you piano. And it's like, okay, this was, you were, you were pimping him out, basically. Yeah. Um, so, pro- and I would theorize if we are to assume that lucy gray is in with the rebels or does want to go north then this was all to get info right yes um and but then it turns out billy tope liked the mayor's daughter maybe billy I guess? tope uh yeah was was maybe either either liked the mayor's daughter my my theory would be that billy tope just told the mayor's daughter about Lucy and that he was in love with Lucy. Maybe he like didn't want to go through with everything. And then the mayor's daughter told daddy and daddy put her not told daddy specifically, but was like, I've got beef with this chick. And then daddy put her name in. I don't think that Billy Tope necessarily did anything like explicitly to harm Lucy. I think that Lucy just just, read it that way. Yeah. The mayor's daughter's head. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So Lucy Gray is like, the reason I went to the Hunger Games was because of this chick. And dad knows that. Mayor dad knows that. And so now mayor dad thinks I killed her daughter in retaliation and is following me around and just like sitting outside my house in his car. And it's real creepy. But also like 
we don't know for sure what Billy because like anytime Billy tries to like explain the relationship, Lucy shuts it down. Mm-hmm. So it's not really clear what why he went there, what he was trying to do, how much he betrayed Lucy and how much it just kind of shook out that way. Mm-hmm. It's not clear. But we know that Lucy's mm-hmm. pissed about it because she sings about it. She sings about everything. Mm. But um so, yes. Yeah, so she needs to leave immediately. She wants Snow to go with her because she can't make it all the way to District 13 without having someone with her that, like, can protect her, essentially. She 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 feels she needs someone, some muscle along with her. So Snow's like, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to sneak out, meet you at midnight at the hanging tree, just like the song says. She's there with, like, a whole cart full of supplies, and they make off. But she's like, hey, let's stop by the lake one more time just to say goodbye to this place I love. And I would be like, that's three hours out of our way. But, I mean, what are you going to do? You're embarking on this new life together. You're you're your two's only friends now. Uh, Snow, is Snow. I felt, was very relatable in this because he was like, I instantly knew I hated being outside. I don't like nature. It's too sweaty out here. It's too wet. I'm uncomfortable. Bugs are biting me. It's definitely I was supposed like, to be right. a bad thing for sure. It's supposed to be like. You're right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was supposed to be a negative trait. But I was like, no, he's not wrong. He is right on this Why one would thing. you give up city life to go to go trekking through the woods to who knows what? Um, But anyway, it starts to rain real bad. Another thing. Yeah, Snow's like, and now when it rains, I can't just go inside. I'm just at the mercy of, what the fuck is this? I'm at the mercy of the elements. I hate this. I'm like, I know, man. I feel you. They get to the lake, and lucky for them at the lake, there is this little, like, fishing house that was left behind. And uh, they go inside the fishing house, and wouldn't you know it. There's also one moment before they get to the house that I feel like is important in their Mm -hmm. travels which mm-hmm. is when they are talking about um, like not wanting to kill anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. And Snow says, and uh, they're talking also about the, like the hanging tree song or whatever. And Snow says, yeah, I feel like three people is enough for me. Like I don't oh, kill that's anymore. Right. Yeah. And Lucy, after like a little bit, Lucy goes, wait, three, there was the guy in the arena. There was the mayor's daughter. Who's the third one. And he's like, mm, me, myself. I had to kill myself in running I away. I killed my old self. I'm a new snow now. Yes. Fresh. So, like, bro. She immediately is like, mm. And for, because for, I don't think we've explicitly made it clear that he does believe that he killed Sejanus. Like, which he did. He did. He did for sure. But, like, he that's, fully did. that's what the third is. Killed his death brother. Is. Um,. So, yes, he um, <laughs> and, and then he kind of tells her, like, you know, I, I think they do discuss, like, my fingerprints are on those weapons. I can't be safe, you know. And then they get to this little fishing house. And when you know it, the guns are there. The guns are there in the fishing house. It seems the rebels were able to get the guns away before they were brought back and, and executed. Lucy Grace sees those and, like, they just don't really make a big deal out of it. But Snow in his mind is like... I could go back, though. I don't have to stay with her. I could go back. Do I love her enough to go with her and ruin my entire life and probably Tigress and, and my grandma's life? Like, they're having troubles paying for the house. The taxes, they come every month. Like, what's the right thing to do here? Lucy Gray's like, I'm going to go out digging for some Katniss. And she goes. And he's like, and, isn't it too early? Because you said that last time we looked Yeah, the they're not fully grown yet. And, and she's, she's like, like mm, two weeks make a big difference. Yeah, don't worry about it. And she's gone. And she's gone. And she's, she's gone. gone. And Snow's like, it's been too long, right? So he gets a gun. 
He gets and he follows her out. The gun that was. He gets the gun. Used gun. in the murder. Because he's like, His oh, I got to get rid of this, right? That's I'm going to throw I'm, him in the lake. That's, that's why, why I'm carrying do. it out of the house. That's yeah. why. That's why it's here in my arms. Pointed. He follows. And loaded. <laughs> fully loaded. Safety off. He goes out into the rain and he says, Lucy Gray, where are you? Where are you? And she's not answering. He's looking at all the Katniss locations. She's not there. He goes back to the hut and he starts following her tracks. And his mind goes immediately to a very dark place where he is suddenly no longer looking for his partner. He is now hunting prey. And he's like, Lucy, come out, come out, wherever you are. All that creepy fucking stuff, you know, that like ghost face killer and stuff probably says. I don't know. I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> it was very <laughs> horror movie. It's very horrible. And and he finds um, traces of her in the trees. He's following her. And then he hears some twigs mm. snap or something and he immediately pops off shots in that direction first hold on because there is a moment here that is important to my argument and i'll get mm-hmm. to that later but he finds the scarf first mm-hmm. he finds the orange scarf that he gave her and it's like draped across a bush or whatever and uh-huh. he reaches to get it and a snake pops out and bites him mm-hmm. and he's like she did this she knew that this snake was here and she set this up so that i would get bitten by the snake she mm-hmm. has poisoned me she is trying to kill me i am going to kill her mm-hmm. she yes he gets bitten by snake he thinks he's dying and so and he pops he off some shoots, shots. shoots wildly into the uh-huh. and never hears and doesn't find her body doesn't hear her last gurgling gasps of life and uh, realizes and he's that like, he's she's used the mocking jays to like disguise where yes yeah yeah she's had they're all singing her song he doesn't know where she is so he's like well she's probably dead and he goes home to the base and he's like i'm ready to After go throwing off the gun in the lake yes of course he gets rid of the evidence and then he's like i'm ready to go off to officer school and he does and they're also like also the snake bite was nothing the snake bite was not venomous yes mm-hmm. so tell us why that was important um it's important uh, to my whole theory that lucy uh did have feelings for him whether they were like fully i am in love with this guy or just like he seems like a nice guy and i can maybe use him to my advantage but you know like i don't think that she ever feared him until this time and mm-hmm. i think that she must have had some sort of emotion for him because she is so smart and she knows her fucking snakes and she's not gonna lure him into a snake trap with a non-venomous snake unless she really is just trying to get away from him. And I think that is her thought at this point, not like we're in this game, locked in this game, and we're both playing the game, and I got to beat him. I think she wants to get away from him because she has realized how much danger she's in at this point. I think that if she had any idea how dangerous he was before this, she wouldn't have let him around her family as much as she did. Because there were many moments where she did not have to do that, and she invited him to be around the rest of the covey. And I don't think that she would have done that if she had any idea how fucked up he was. I think that, like, I can agree with the, like, maybe she was using him in the sense of, like, I just need another dumb guy to follow me around. But I think that, like, she did not understand to the extent that he was the person that he is until they got into the woods and until she realized that he had killed Sejanus. I think you can't, beggars can't be choosers when it comes to snakes that you find on the ground in the middle of a rainstorm. But, so like, I don't think that was planned for no, it to not I be venomous. That, I think the fact that it was, cause they could just as easily have made it. Oh, it was a snake bite. It was venomous. And he got it taken care of when he got back. Right. 
The fact mm-hmm. that it was non-venomous, I feel like with everything in this book is so symbolic, is like he is perceiving her as a snake, as a betrayer, as a terrible person, and she's not. She's not venomous. Like, she is the snake in this moment, but she's she's not out here to kill him or destroy him or ruin him. And that's why they, like, that is why he is such an evil person is because he is perceiving this woman who is good and trusts him and believes him and absolutely fucking up everything about that like i don't think it hits as hard if she is aware of the game that he's playing until this moment Mm. i i i think that (laughs) i i i understand the reading of her like the whole the snake metaphor but also like i guess for me like a more literal interpretation is like you got a snake you got to employ the snake as a a strategy (laughs) strategy number one make the man panic he's seen what i can do with snakes give him a not so venomous snake make him panic panic makes a man do do wild things set off the mocking jays that i know he hates Mm. i'm i'm free free from him he's just gonna be he's gonna go wild and then go back home once he realizes he can but i think um i think she may i think she fully like she was going to continue to use him I think until it got to a point where she's like, this man is too dangerous and I have to like cut free of him. But I, I think, I think the conversation they had earlier about like, it's too many, too many people have died and her being a not nasty person like Snow is like, if I can get away without killing him, sure. Cause in my, I believe she's still out there. I believe she got away. I think so too. But yeah. I also think that if she realized how dangerous he was at this point, she wouldn't have invited him to go with her. She, well, she didn't know till he was like, I killed three people. And she's right, like, who's that's what the I'm third? Saying, and he's like, I don't think that, not my best friend brother. <laughs> I don't think that up until this whole thing in the forest that she had any idea that he was dangerous. And therefore, like, yes, maybe was planning on using him a bit. But I do think that she like liked him and maybe like maybe not fully was in love with him to the the way that he was claiming to be in love with her but i don't think that she i think that she had some sort of affection for him mm. i just think the snake you can't you can't she didn't prepare the venomous snake she only had she could only find the non-venomous ones right but i th- and i get that from the story <laughs> perspective i'm saying from the person writing this book perspective who is using snakes as a metaphor that like then having the snake be non-venomous is mm-hmm. kind of telling i think that to me and again i think that both of these interpretations are possible and valid and could be correct i just think for me i feel like it hits harder and is more real to understand that just because someone is a terrible person doesn't mean people can't or won't fall in love with them or have feelings for them because we see over and over again people feeling affection for snow and caring about him and him abusing that care so to me it hits more if lucy gray does care about him and Mm. you know I I think you could easily, yeah, like make the argument that he, she's probably not like in love, in love with him, but he's convenient and he's nice to her and he's saying all the right things. And she's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's be together. I don't think that she is. Or to me, I think that that interpretation where she's a victim 
more than a, a another player in the game because I think that's the that's the thing with the first Hunger Games right is that the only way to win the Hunger Games is not to play and that's the same thing here like it's not Snow thinks everything is the Hunger Games Snow thinks everything is enemies and people fighting and war always Mm -hmm. and I to me it works better if she does not view things in that way I just think he is someone who views everything through the lens of like of course she's in love with me i i think that's and i think that's like what i'm kind of saying about like i don't know if she's fully like in love in love but i do think that she has affection for him Hmm. maybe i don't know but i think both are, are valid interpretations i think maybe you think I'm wrong. It's fine. No, I don't think you're wrong. I just don't like her being in love with him. I don't like it. I think um, I think people fall in love with terrible people all the time. And that's... Yeah, I think that's fully fit, true. But, you know? I don't know. I just... I just... Hmm. I just don't like it for her. Yeah. Well, she, she figures it out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I think that by the time that, you know, this part happens, that she does know that he is a piece of shit. Um... Which is why she fucking runs off. Mm-hmm. She also, like, they left behind all their supplies. Yeah. What happened to that whole thing of supplies? Yeah. <laughs> they brought with them. Yeah. She also, like, um, did leave behind, like, other family members who maybe could have gone on the run with her instead of this Yeah, it's just another thing of, like, that's kind of like, we need to deal with the snow situation. She's just going to handle it. I could see. I just don't believe she'd leave Maud Ivory behind. I could kind of see that of like, oh, because again, like, yeah, the, I feel like the, there are multiple interpretations of this where I could see that being like, she is so afraid of him and the danger that she he poses or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to take him out in the woods and I'm going to deal with him, right? And mm-hmm. then, like, the learning about the, that sh- he killed Sejanus is just, like, icing on the cake of, like, your yeah. shithead, right? She definitely doesn't love Snow more than she loves Maud Ivory. No, definitely not. But I also think that, like, it, it also depends so much on, like, what is true from her, right? Because, like, if the mayor thing is true, then I could see her legitimately being, like, yeah, like, he's going to end up getting us killed, I need to remove myself from the situation so that, like, Maud Ivory and the rest don't get fucking got, you know? Um, so, like, I can kind of, you know, and that fits thematically with the, like, sacrificing your own life to save the sister figure. But also I could see, like, she's making up the whole thing about the mayor. There, The mayor's not stalking her or hanging outside her house. He never confirms that that's the case. She just says that that's the case and he goes along with it. Um, So, you know, I could see that being a thing that she made up in order to get him to agree to go out in the woods with her so she can kill him um, or shake him or whatever. But I think that if she is playing the long game, then she really flubs this ending. (laughs) Like... Because she led him to a place full of guns, which I think in this version of events, she must have known that that was there um, and then didn't take the opportunity to kill him. So I feel like her motives were more pure and were like, mm-hmm. I want to protect Maud Ivory by leaving so the mayor doesn't like fuck with her anymore. I like this guy. He seems nice. He seems like a good dude. Let's go. Oh, wait, fuck. He killed his best friend. Uh Oh, that's no good. I got to shake him. 
I think I think a lot of the reading can be uh, informed by like how we read it because I did audiobook mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot perhaps that um, I'm, I always get his name wrong. San, Santino San, Fontana. Santino Fontana. I always I Santino Fantani. Santiano Fantino. Santino Fantano. No, it's Fontana. I think Fontana. But now I'm Fontana. Fontana. I don't know. I'm. I've lost it. I'm not Hans sure. from Frozen. Hans from Frozen. Um, I think the way he read it, uh, perhaps maybe helped, like the, I don't know. I th- I think that changes things. Mm. Like the the narrator puts emphasis on the things that they want to put on, because I I felt like this ever since like, she saw him kill, um, the mayor's daughter. Mm-hmm. Kind of just like, pop pop. Didn't think about it. And then the 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 tone like the, the 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 their next interaction is her singing the hanging tree song, which is like this is not about a good guy, um, and and then like the the end of this book happening, I I think to me was like from from the moment they are reunited, there felt very like she was, um, standoffish, like mm-hmm. it just felt ominous. I think the way it was read, and so that like you know, informed a lot of how I felt about the ending of this book of like she had a plan or something yeah, for Snow because she's like, we can't keep this, we can't keep this man around. Like, look at him. He's just killing people left and right. I think to me though, I feel, I feel like it's, you know, again, I think we're both right. I think we can both be right and that's fine and that's okay. We don't have to have a winner, but I will say, (laughs) I think for me that, um, if we read this interpretation, if if we interpret it as she knows that something has to be done about Snow, she ultimately fails, right? He rises to power and he he does becomes yeah. president. Because, I think yeah, that if we read it, five years later, her her, her uh, descendant gets the gets gets the guy kind yeah. of kind of. I think if we read it as she didn't realize how bad it was until she went with him and found this out, then she does get a like not happy but like a positive ending because she escaped right like I think if she if her whole goal was I want to take down snow because I think that he's killing people and he's dangerous then like she failed at her mission she left her whole family behind never to see them again and might have died in the woods might have made it to 13 we don't really know but like she it was or came back to 12 or came back to 12 but that seems unlikely if snow is keeping an Mm -hmm. eye on 12 like we think he is Mm -hmm. um but that seems like a loss overall whereas i think if the story is she put her trust in someone who was a bad person and then she realized that and managed to be free which is what she cares about more than anything else like i think that's a positive ending for her you know Mm. i just think it's too much of a bummer if she like knew the whole time and then lost you know it's a villain's origin story man yeah which is why i prefer it to be that she was a victim of this villain who managed Mm. to get one over on him by breaking free of him Mm -hmm. which i think she does like i don't think for sure i think that part is i think either way she she gets one over on him because he's haunted by her for the rest of his life certainly yeah um, I just, I also, I look back at the scene where like Sejanus, he, when he is brought out to be executed, he like, I can't remember what he says to Snow or if it's simply like his name or something. And Snow was like, I don't, I don't know if he, that's an a, accusation yeah, is that accusatory or, or like is a he sad? plead like, yeah, 
Yeah. And so I'm like, if we do think it's accusatory, then like. Here's my big brain moment of mm. where I think we can marry our two ideas together here. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll hate this. Lucy is in love with someone. It's not Snow. No. It's Sejanus. Oh, maybe. I could see that. She's in love with Sejanus because he is good, good boy who cares about things and whatever. But she's tied up with Snow. She doesn't know how to extricate herself from Snow. Doesn't want to piss him off. So she's going along with this stuff. Does have feelings for him as the best friend of Sejanus. But Sejanus is like... She's like, this is, this is where she, he cares about my family. He's involved with the revolution, which I'm also involved with. He's such a nice, nice rebellious boy. Yes. And he's also, it like, we know that Sejanus is going off to meet with uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Billy and. And if Sejanus was the main character of the book, they would be. Right. And I realize this is basically fan fiction at this point. But to me, that then makes a lot of sense of her going to Snow and being like, let's run away together. Not because she's like, I got to get rid of Snow, but because she's like, eh, the guy I love died. And she's like sobbing at Sejanus's, like tears are streaming yeah, down her face. Yeah, she's really she distraught. She's upset. Um, so goes to Snow is like, we got to get out of here. And she's like, you know what? I need someone with me. I can make this work. He already cares for me. And he was this guy's best friend. So he can't be all bad. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oops, killed three people. And she's like, oh, no, fuck you. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that that is basically fan fiction at this point. It is, yeah. (laughs) I kind of like the idea that she and Billy Tope were not broken up. Mm. Like, that was like a thing gone bad. Like. She she saw how mad Snow was that she sang a song about another man. And she's like, oh, no, nah, man, we broke up. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I think, there was still something there. I think that she might have had feelings still for Billy. Mm-hmm. But I definitely. Billy was her one true love. Ugh, that's And then he died. I think that my one problem. She picked Gail. <laughs> that led to her death. The one thing that I think. I. If she is still into Billy, Billy certainly doesn't know about it. Like, it's not no, like they're still together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He thinks it's done, though. Yeah. Or I don't think he even thinks it, Like, I think that he thinks that she does have feelings for him, but that she's doing the thing of, like, we can't be together because you fucked me over. Not because mm-hmm. she doesn't love him, but because she's just like, fuck you. Right. Yeah. I think Billy you does. You sent me to the Hunger Games, yeah. kind of. I think Billy does think that she is still in love with him, kind of regardless but I definitely don't think it's like they are still together secretly and just like lying about it to Snow because there's some stuff that Billy says that I would I'm like why are you being stupid why are you like blowing cover so I I don't think I don't think they're together but I could see they're still like in the same like group of rebels yeah sort of. I feel like yeah. I feel like Billy definitely still has feelings for her I don't know I don't know I don't, and that's that's kind of the great thing about Lucy Gray is that none of us know that's that's her whole poem that that poem is like we don't know anything about her she's ephemeral sort of like does she even exist idk we never saw her again just like that poem get it guys the poem poem. anyway there's like one last chapter in this book some might call Uh, it an epilogue yeah where um (laughs) i don't like them i'm calling it the last chapter i don't like (laughs) epilogues. where um coriolanus makes it back to the capital there he was like oh send me off to district two to do my job and they're like surprise actually you're going to the cap to the capital back to university and he's like what dr gall was like um in a line that i felt was very telling um where he base where she says to him like oh welcome back to the victor or something uh as he like comes back to the capital to you to like become uh to be admitted back to university and basically work as her as her uh mentee 
and uh he, she's like how'd you enjoy your little vacation we sent you on did you learn a lot was it was it good for you and he's like damn it was all a test and we were like yeah no shit no shit it was a test and so he's welcomed back into the fold so the um, victor returns yeah, so the victor returns. You and know, we couldn't the vic- find it the final was, victor of the Hunger Games. It was actually was... in the chapter before the epilogue, not the epilogue. Mm, yes, I, I see. I, I, I saw I threw him us saying off. something to Lucy Gray, but I think he was just remembering it and not actually saying it to her. But anyway, um, yeah, so he, he goes back to the he, – he's welcomed back into the fold. And the implication being like the Hunger Games was still ongoing and maybe, you know, only for Dr. Gall, but she certain, she sees this as – the the end of the 10th hunger games i think where she finally has the the student that she wants to mold into this or help help along the way to further her ideas about what should be done with the districts in the future and snow very obviously leans super into that because we see how in 65 years what happens so um she basically is like oh it was all a test whatever cool and then we get an epilogue uh, where I feel like some amount of time has passed, um, but he he goes to confront um, Dean Highbottom actually, and he has been informally adopted by the Plinths. Yes, yeah, I was going to mention that at the end. Is the the shittiest thing he does is uh, when he comes back to the capital, the Plinths welcome him with open arms. They do not know why Sejanus was executed for treason. They don't know the story behind it. Because no Doctor Gall anything. says she's going to keep that under wraps. Yes, uh, because to protect Snow, I guess. And th- <laughs> because Ma is so distraught over all of this, they're like, we're just going to adopt, like, actually adopt this man, President Snow, no, future President Snow, as our child. We're going to bequeath him all of our riches we're when going we to die. move into the apartment underneath the apartment that they have that we're going to pay for. So now they're not going to lose yeah. the apartment. We're going to yep. move in there and then... And we'll dote on you because we'll our son is dead, you. but you are the next best thing as his brother. And Ma Plinth basically becomes an indentured servant for the grandmam. Yep. It it's is the shittiest thing that happens. So fucked up. It's very terrible. So fucked up. Like, uh, but he, he goes to confront Dean Highbottom and he's like, yo, why did you hate me if our dad, if you were friends with my dad? And Dean Highbottom is like, your dad fucking sucked because I was joking about making up the Hunger Games. And he took this homework assignment and turned it in as me because it was our group project. And I didn't want to do it, but he turned it in and they loved the idea. And that's why the Hunger Games existed. And I hate you because you're like your dad. You love the Hunger Games. Um, and then Snow's like, mm, OK, and poisons him. <laughs> Yeah, secretly poisoned. And him. and that's how where Phoenix, you know, rumors started of like he got his power because he was poisoning people. There he goes, poison them with the rat poison. I also I get that this again, I've talked we've talked a few times, works metaphorically. I don't know if the timeline makes sense here. Because we talked about this happened when they were students because I was like last time I was like they couldn't have been students right because that wouldn't make any sense because the Hunger Games had like the war happened 10 years ago the war was over 10 years ago then there was like years of the war and his dad was a, a soldier in the war and also did stuff before that so he didn't go straight from school to soldier and then also there would have been t- so they weren't in school when the Hunger Games got pitched at the end of the war, right? Like they definitely weren't. So the way that this 
rectifies that, I guess, is that they say, oh, it was just a homework assignment on, like, what would you do to your enemy to, like, get them in line, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. not specifically, like, we're going to implement this now because none of this had happened. The war hadn't happened yet. But then that means that they just sat on this kid's homework assignment for, like, two decades until a, a revolution happened. And then someone was like, hey, go back to that kid's homework assignment from... 20 years ago like this wild there's a wild thing for them to have done yeah yeah it says after the war she pulled my proposal out and me with it introducing me to pan am as the architect of the hunger games like why did you hold on dr to it for gall that is long? playing like 8d chess why did you why did you hold on for it to it for that long and why my did favorite you, student's paper why did you bother to bring him along with it it's not like he would have been like Just that was my idea. idea yeah like what I think maybe in her weird way, she thought she was doing him a favor or maybe she's like, thought it was funny. Like, you hated this? Good. (laughs) I think Dr. Gall's fucked up. They also got in like a a blow up fight about this before it was like actually implemented. Like, it Mm -hmm. was just like, hey, I wrote a fucked up thing while I was drunk for our paper and I didn't want to turn it in. And then he turned it in. I already did. Sorry. Too late. And and (laughs) I was furious about this and then 20 years later they did use that homework to kill 230 kids and so i was justified in being very mad and i'm like yeah you were justified but like at the time at the time you had no reason to believe they were ever gonna do this right why did you why did you get in a fight with him then like because it happens then because because uh choreo like the, the 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 guy who owns the nightclub uh, writes a letter to him and is like, it's very gay coded also of like, yeah, they had this fight and it was like, I was doing it for you. Like, don't you understand that? I'm like, so th- what, did one of them make a move on the other? I don't understand. It, it was very weird. Um, but then, yeah, like, so the order of events is they came up with this for homework and turned it in against their will. But like, then they got super mad about it right then. And then 20 years later, 230 kids died. Like, that's really wild the way that that is the timeline now exists like, yeah i don't know man i don't know it had to <laughs> she had to just fit it in where she's like it makes sense don't worry about it don't look too hard yeah don't look too hard at the timeline it's fine <laughs> it's all fine um wild but yeah we we simply must stop talking about this book we've been it's an hour and 40 minutes we, we, so we yes, must yes. end we must um, end book a plus really enjoyed it a fantastic way to flesh out the world further i thought be uh, very interested in seeing how this gets adapted because yes yes, in a less than three hour long movie yeah they were committed to getting it all in one movie what how well i mean they're gonna have to cut out a lot of his interiority a lot of his contemplating which also means that (laughs) maybe he's not gonna seem like a villain so much in the movie because that's why he's a villain for most of it i don't the guy who plays him i'm like you look you look like a bad guy like they've made him look like a bad guy yeah he looks punched i don't think i don't think the actual actor is a bad guy but like they've they his his costume is done well um, I feel like they might play it as more of a twist or something. And I'm like, but how? We all know, know. But how, how this but ends. Also how? <laughs> like the hunger, the actual games are going to be like 10 minutes. It m- must be. <laughs> I mean, they, they were certainly not the focal point of this book at no. all. But like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast. Maybe not. But we Maybe certainly we will. won't be talking about it next week. Because next yeah, week, so we're done. We're not going to be here, gang. We're uh, taking a week Bye. off uh, from we're recording for turkey. Thanksgiving. And so we're not going to be releasing an episode on the 27th. You're welcome. Sorry to non-American listeners. Yeah, sorry about it. Uh, the week after that, we will be doing our Nora Roberts unit kickoff with Midnight 
Midnight Bayou by Nora Roberts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the week after that, we will finally, finally, finally be returning to Warrior Cats with uh, Warrior Cats Arc 5, uh, Dawn of the Clans with book number one, Mm -hmm. uh, The Sun Trial by Aaron Yeah. Yeah. I mixed feelings. The Sun Trail. I'm sorry. I keep saying trial. And it's mm. simply not. It is trail. Those tricky vowels. Rude. Rude how they R- keep truly doing that rude. To me. All the same letters, completely different words. <laughs> In the meantime, if you have any books or units you'd like for us to cover on the podcast, I'm just gonna say you can email us at shelfwarecast. I've kind of given up on the website formerly known as Twitter. It feels icky to log on to it anymore. So I'm just not. I'm sorry. Uh, if that's still where you prefer to get your uh, connections with people and podcasts and and news and stuff, I just I can't. I feel like it's not good doesn't feel good feels bad uh so just email us you know um we see that better anyway because i get the notification on my phone for an email so uh as always thank you to ben cope for the use of our theme song you can check out his youtube channel in our show notes below we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those you definitely should otherwise otherwise snakes they're coming they're coming venomous non-venomous they're coming be prepared if you use apple Podcasts or spotify I'd very much appreciate a five-star review but if you don't that's all right because you are allowed to take talk you're allowed to talk about us don't take us anywhere please i don't know you i'm not supposed to go places with strangers mm-hmm. but uh you can talk about us anywhere on the internet you like in the words of suzanne collins maybe it was just as well he'd missed lucy gray his lips were in no shape for a kiss <laughs> uh course that's that's his main concern Mm. golly do you have an intro for this one i have one that's kind of done i don't so if you want to okay yeah this is the only thing i thought of today the only thing (laughs) all day in preparation for this the only thing it was just this running through your head just this